Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Gimel, Pasuk Tes Zion, Vayomer Hashem Yam Yigavu Yenosio. But let's reset. In the first part of Perik Gimel, we have seen a prophecy Yishayahu gives, as commanded by the Kaddish Baruch Hu. We know from Malachim Beis in our study that it comes almost letter truth. Basically what it says is that the conqueror is going to come and he is going to destroy or exile or obliterate the, what we would call the intelligentsia, the elite of your society. He is going to take the judges, and we see the Gemara says the Rabbanim, the teachers, the lawyers, the judges, we said, the um, wealthy, the military, the political structure. He is going to take them and exile and destroy them. You are going to be left without significant leadership. Moreover, it is going to be replaced by a band of callow, incompetent, ignorant youth, young kids, literally, who besides that have a terrible hatred to the elders, a disrespect to the elders, and they're going to oppress the elders. So you're going to be, literally, it's going to be inmates running the asylum. You're going to have them oppressing the nation totally at a, a drift because they've lost their leadership and they've got instead this ruling class of ignorant, incompetent uh, boors running the society. And we saw that's exactly what happens. Um, the Buchadnezzar exiles in that first group, 11 years even before uh, the Hurban, he exiles them where Bnei Israel is left leaderless. There's an interesting phrase in Parrot Bays where the Navi said, Amini Gashu may these people will totally oppress my nation with their evil incompetence. And there's a phrase, Vinoshim Mashlubo, and women will rule over them, and it stops with no explanation. It's like a non sequitur. Today we're going to find out exactly what that means in Test Zion because Yeshayahu is going to turn his anger, and I mean anger and fury, on Benos Yisrael. Because to him, the behavior of Benos Yisrael, as we're going to see, does nothing less than destroy the social fabric of the Jewish home, of uh, Shalom Bayis, of Jewish morality, and we're going to see how, in fact, this happens. And um, he is relentless, he is brutal in what we are going to learn. So we begin with Tessayim. Vayomer Hashem, Yan ki gavu Because the Benot Sion, the daughters of Israel, were haughty. Vateletna netuyos garom. They went with outstretched necks. We'll see what that means in a minute. Umishakros Einayim, with colored eyes, makeup all over their eyes. Haloch v'tafuf telachna, they walk with these mincing, seductive steps. 
uberaglehim tachasenu, and on their feet they have bells on their shoes. We're going to see what this all means because of the Gemara in Masech the Shabbos Perik Sheish, but in the Samach Beis Amud Beis. Let me read it to you. What we just read because they became haughty. They walk with erect, tall posture. With outstretched necks. They would put one foot, the heel, next to the toe and walk with these mincing, prancing steps with their heads outstretched. It's a funny expression, except when you think about it, in the Achets of Yom Kippur, Achet Shechatanu Benetiyos Goron, that we have been haughty and arrogant. Umeshakro Seinayim, with gazing eyes. Some say it's winking eyes. Others say, uh, as the Gemara does, the Mahave Melan Kuchola Lahinehu Meramzan. They fill their eyes with makeup and mascara. And what they do is literally beckon the young men. They give those come-hither stares. Um, they float as they walk. A tall woman would walk next to a short woman, all designed to show her off, to call her attention call attention to herself. We know we have a principle espoused in Tehillim that says, Kvoda basmelech penima. The glory of a, a Jewish woman is her inside, inside her, the beauty of the spirituality. Not this flagrant display of their beauty, as we're going to see. And this was all designed makes no bones about it. It is designed to entice men. It is designed to um, adultery. It's designed for gilu uh, arayos. By flaunting their sexuality, they are giving vent to their licentious, libidinous, meretricious um, carnality to attract men. It's referring to married men, the Mephoshim say, because it wouldn't be so terrible if it was single men. Moreover, Uberaglehem, his Tiskasna, their feet, they would, Tiskasna was where they would spew venom, like snake poison. How is that meant? Um, they would have like little pouches of perfume and balsam and fragrances in their shoes. At a given point, uh, they would walk in the marketplaces of Yushalayim. When they would come or pass by an attractive young man, they would then um, they would stamp on the ground it would release the spray in their shoes and it would create a very fragrant, seductive odor. And would let these men have entered in the spirit of um, the Avodah Zara, of Yetzahara, and it would be like the venom of an angry snake. Um, so now 
that is what they in fact did, and what Yeshayahu says, V'shipes Adonai Tatkor Benosion V'ashem Posehen Yo'areho. That what he would do is replace those well-coiffed hairs with lesions and saras on their heads. V'ashem Posehen Yo'areho, and the Pesach will open literally their hidden parts. What it means, Mepharshim says, is two things. One, um, we know that Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians, when they led the women to Babel, would often parade them without clothes as a humiliation. So that's what's going to, they're going to be stripped of their beautiful clothes and accoutrements, and they are going to be held to march naked. Also, they are going to have an unnatural, frequent, unpredictable menstrual flow, and that will make them terribly repulsive and unattractive. That is how they are going to be punished. Continues the Navi. And now, very strangely, the Navi will give us 24 accoutrements that they wore, that they garbed themselves with for no other purpose than seduction. And the question we're going to ask is, why do we need all these? So let's just plunge into it. Yosir Adonai Estiferes Ha'achasim. He's going to take the bells away from their shoes. Hashvisim, their colorful scarves. Hashachronim, those moon-shaped or half-moon-shaped ornaments they wore on their ears. Hanitzhafos would be necklaces. The Hasheros would be bracelets, the Harolos is veils, the Hapeirim is bonnets, the Hatsaados is leg bands, these very attractive leg bands, the Hachurim that they tied to their their hair, the Hachurim would also be hair ties, these fancy ribbons, Uvate Hanefesh, fancy brooches, Halachashim earrings, they call Lachashim. like lachash, silence, because you bent to speak in their ear, it brought you closer to them, to those earrings and to their fragrance. Hatabaz, the rings, v'nizmei ha'af, nose rings, v'hamachlatzos would be robes, v'hatmatapos would be shawls, v'hamipachos, handkerchiefs, charutim would be patches, Kilonim is these attractive mirrors that they would adorn themselves with. For Hasidinim, it'd be, um, Sadinim would be linens. For Hatsifnirat would be turbans. For Hadidim, class. 24 of them. Why do we need all of them? Some say the Mephorshim, it's connected the 24 books of the Tanakh. The Torah and the Vim Jesuvim, that they were turning the men away from, that they, everything was geared to calling attention, to seduction, to the attraction to men. And as we say, what it did, what it did is nothing less than tear apart the fabric of the Jewish home, which is the pillar of, of our Jewish lives, tear apart the domesticity, tear apart the morality. And so what's going to happen? Instead of their fragrance, there is going to be evil uh, decay in their bodies. And under those fancy 
belt. Nafkar, they're going to be bruises where they can't even wear the belt and going to bruise their body. So they can't even adjust those tight-fitting belts and girdles. And underneath their, their hair, so carefully designed and propped, karcha, baldness. Ataska Pierre Mechagoras, they will not be able to wear these belts. Instead of the belts, they will wear sackcloth. It seems a little unfair that he's blaming women after reading Malachim in bed and seeing the everything that the kings of Israel did, kings of Judah, Yehuda. How, how do you turn around and say it's the women when it was the men who well, led Israel away. It, he's an equal opportunity Navi because in the first part of the pair, it is the men. He's not sparing of the men. He's including this group of women. They're not totally responsible, but they have a major responsibility. And um, we know that, 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 that one is the external. One is the men that ran the outward, the political... Um, lives, the military lives, they are being blamed. Now the women who were to be in the home, they have undermined the Jewish home. Yes, it's fierce, it is unsparing. There was Shlomo who married all these women outside of Israel. Right, which he did, right. What was the message there to the women of Israel? Well, the message is that at those times you could have more than one wife. So they were picking on men that had other wives that were really, in other words, they were creating, it was creating havoc with the domestic lives. It was just a total sexual revolution that destroyed, they're, they're equal with the men. No one's saying, oh, it's all the women. It's, it's equal proportion. And concludes the Yiplu. for this they will fall with the swords, and the men. Their men will die in war. They will sit in other when you sat in the doorway. They will sit, in fact, on the ground. This will be their ending. And so just when you thought that this is finished stating with the women, we're going to see in a very strange uh, turn of chapter tomorrow, there's more as to the women, and yet, just when you say there's no hope, the Navi will conclude the parrot with a message of hope and love and redemption. So 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Adi Khan.